Hey everyone, Jay here. I just wanted to say that we've got some really cool artwork for this episode, so you're going to want to click through to the show notes to check out the full version of the image, which we'll be showing in your podcatcher right now. Our thanks go out to Yuri Keynes on Twitter for working with us to create this piece of art. Anyway, on with the show. Welcome back to the Mushroom News Network, uh, breaking news. The person known as Mario Mario, or Super Mario, has been arrested um, for possession of a controlled Class A narcotic cocaine. Well, now we go live to our reporter in the field, to Mr T. Stool, his defence attorney. I would like to make the following public announcement, this public statement from my client and from ourselves. Mr. Mario is definitely not a Pablo Escobar type of person. He may be short and stumpy. He may have a very big bushy moustache and he may speak with a slightly dodgy Italian stereotypical accent, but he is not a drug kingpin. I repeat, not a drug kingpin. And we will see his day in court and he will be seen innocent until proven guilty. That is all I have to say about that. Thank you very much. That from the press conference of uh, Mr. Mario Mario or Super Mario. At least we know now why he's giddy all the time. Because it's it's Max's Studios, right? Oh, we're, we're, we're talking about The Sims, not like SimCity. Yeah. So you have like either one character or your whole family. So uh, um, like for like the different expansion packs, you got like unique jobs, this, that, and the other. Now, personally, I wouldn't. Now, what I was playing while is again what because uh, um, it's not really a simulation now. No, that's it, the thing. It, it's, it's evolved. When I think of real time strategy, I think of a war game, basically based on the Dune Command and Conquer. That that um, sort of. Style of style, yeah. yeah. So, uh, as I was trying to say earlier, that there's, there's there's definitely strategy and tactics to any game. Like you play a first person shooter, there's there's tactics and strategy to do well in that. Mm. But it, it's not like a, I wouldn't class it as a real time strategy game. But um, the, there is a high amount of strategy involved. In yeah, it. yeah. I think it's point, not exactly yeah. resource management, but it's managing what you have to do. I suppose you could imagine it, sir, but. I've all. I think. I think. I quite. I, I see your point. I'm sort of quite narrowly thought of it as like mostly based on war because obviously these are, these are essentially war games that it's, we're talking about with RTS. Yeah, it's, it's just with RTS. Yeah. I see it as if there's a heavy amount of strategy involved mm. and you've got time constrictions because obviously in Sims you do. You, you've got like mm. especially if you get a job in it. You know, you've you've got time to deal where you've got to manage the the resources what the person what you yeah, needs um, and then you've got to get sleep and go to work and yeah. I just thought could it be well, sort well, of well, well in that sense would a city builder be be, be, be a strategy game then? it depends or, or would you classify because I, I, would, I would still classify sim in sims in its own genre really well the, the um, city building but, I'd class it as mm, I, the city building I'd class it as kind of an RTS if you had like natural disasters and like Godzilla because the original sim city you could turn it all on couldn't you volcanoes typhoons Tornadoes, Godzilla attacking. Sure, you know you had a financial crisis, earthquakes. Not you could have that, and for me, that sort of it kind of is because you've got to like prepare for it, do damage control, repair after it, try and get rid, of, try and shoe off Godzilla, try and you know plug up a volcano, that kind of crap. Mm, so mm. to me, I'd go from like a, a 
a city-based building game, mm. if you chuck strategy into it and you're time-constricted, to me, that's an RTS. Mm. Well, I think for me, when I'm talking RTS... You'll think about war, wartime. I'm thinking of uh, Command & Conquer. Mm. I think okay. Command & Conquer. Uh, uh, Whereas those, those games do have strategy and tactics elements in it. I would just say uh, they're a part of a different genre. Like, like the, uh, the, the the wartime ones are like the... Not that it really matters. We, it's, really it's, it's where it came from, so that's the purest, yeah, yeah, that's uh, the purest uh, form. Yeah, um, it, yeah, I suppose so, without it sounding started. a bit... Without sounding yes. unnecessarily elitist yeah, it's, it's, about it's, it's where it. Started. It's probably why there's only four people. You're not a real-time strategy guy. You play, <laughs> yeah, play SimCity now, aren't yeah, yeah. No. Well, I, I think, because otherwise the definition of it is so broad, yeah. then uh, I would start thinking, you yeah, know, you, you, Candy lose... Crush has some strategy in it as well. And, but you lose sight of what you're, mm. you're thinking about if you go too broad, don't But you? no, 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 I take your point, I take your point. But, but that's how I would think about it, though, mm. I think. Um, I, no, I, I just wonder, because I know Sims in itself is a different game, but mm. a lot of it is... It's also an EA title, isn't it? <laughs> Coincidence? Yeah. I, exactly. think, yeah. I think. I think not. not. Yeah. Um, but I, I just wonder because you're you're juggling a lot of things. Yeah. It's it's like beyond multitasking. The, the only saving grace of any of the Sims games is you push the space bar and it pauses so you can breathe, have a panic well, like attack, that. and then go back to it. Yeah. 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 I like games, which you can't in real life. No. Yeah. You can't just go pause and everyone just stops. Should be able to. Be if helpful. if they did, I'd I'd end up with a black marker and drawing a lot of things on people. <laughs> Well, like you did for the previous episode. Hey, hey, there's, there's no, there, there is proof of that. Yeah, but, exactly. Um, right? Even yeah. to my boss, rumor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, um, no, we will, we will. Um, so we've done Command and Conquer. So yes, that's the, that's the golden age. Yeah, and yeah. like you said, there was Age of Empires and all that lot that branched off to it. It's same basic idea. So the idea is build a base, resource army. Take over now with, with without like Age of Empires without piece. the rocket cars and the flying laser. Hippies. Yes, without which without, is just yeah. pepperoni pizza. I will always remember that. Yes, was was, was that the, that the was car? The, no, pepperoni pizza was uh, a thousand resource, thousand for yeah. uh, wood stone uh, food. Was it was, it, was oh. it? was it? You just typed it normally, or was it? In yeah, chat? to hit enter to bring up the chat. You typed pepperoni. Oh, pizza. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. In, in the first Age of Empires, you could have rocket cars. Okay. In the second, no, it was Age of Mythologies. You could have flying laser hippos, couldn't you? I don't know. I never yeah. played mythology. I, I remember a previous job I had. I, I worked in a, a secondary school, and we had um, a lanable version. I found out they, they got a specific version for this. They had a lanable version of Age of Mythologies, mm. and the teacher was not it, right? And what I do is my job would be I'd make sure it was all installed. So I'd go in every PC and I'd check it, and if the ones didn't work, I'd put a sticker on the monitor saying. If you don't want to play this game, use this one, and all the kids would go to wherever they want. Mm-hmm. And you'd have like eight or sixteen player maps mm. where all the kids would take on the the teacher, and the teacher was so out of this game that he would just he'd build resources in about five minutes. He'd be taking on multiple people mm. all at once, and then you out of nowhere you just hear, "Oh, so and so's cheating," and you'd, you'd hear this laser hippo flying. Nope, nope, and they just ban him because the, the teacher set up the game, and if you find anyone cheating, they ban him out. And there was there was always two. You know, you know, but I'd, I'd stand at the back of the classroom and I'd see these kids trying to take on the teacher and the teacher had his view of what he was doing projected next to him. Mm-hmm. So the kids could see what he was doing. He was just going, right, who wants them? And then all the kids just attacking one go and he'd take all of them out. <laughs> so I'd be seeing the kids doing it, trying to come up with strategies and stuff. Yeah. The teacher was just, come on, come on. And it just occasionally you just hear this flying hippo, nope, banned. And he'd just take them off. But it was just, 
And then I remember once he was like, "We're gonna take you, sir." No, you're not. We're gonna take you. So all the kids used flying hippos, mm. and he ended up banning them all. But you just heard this massive flock of flying, flying something, some laser hippos or something, and they just all go towards his base. They, they completely wiped him out. Teacher wasn't having it because they all cheated, but they finally beat him. Well, but it took all of them cheating to beat him because he was really he good must at it. Really, really good at it. Yeah. Was, uh, he, I, he, I went, he went down the Egyptian god's path where he could open up portals wherever he wanted. Age of Mythology, right? Yeah. yeah. Yep. So he'd open up a portal right into the middle of their base when he found them and just put the forces straight through and just invade. Mm. And he'd just he'd do it from everywhere. Never played it. It's Never good. It's it. it's more of a um, you get so far into your build, and at a certain point, you could pray to a different god, and they gave you. Is isn't it just Age of Empires though? With with some yeah mythical in in the skirmish beast. mode, you 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 could have different god powers, but in the story mode, the campaign, it was a mixture between base building and you had to get certain people to certain places. So mm. you'd have it where in one mission and or right near the beginning of one mission, you'd be. Like base building and governing and stuff, mm. and then a massive sea creature would turn up, and mm. you'd have to pick the right forces to go to the the shore to fight it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And certain forces get decimated. Certain ones take too long to get there, so it was you had to balance between it. But the first thing you had to do was there was this like miniature giant. Well, I say miniature, but it was like this giant squid that was firing all over the place, and you had to take it out. The main story mode was a mixture between that, so it had a proper story mode. But when you went on skirmish mode, the further you got into it, like like in the original, you had the Bronze Age, the Copper Age, and all the rest of it. Each one of them, at them sections, you could pray to a different god. Oh, okay. And they gave that's you extra powers. Yeah, so that there gives was, you, you. It was either Egypt or Hades or something, and he'd just get. He would he would start it in his base, and once he found where the other base was, he'd mm. click it, he'd create a portal, you could just go underground, instantly turn up and wreak havoc. Like a Stargate. Yeah, like like yeah, yeah. Like or like an ant tunnel, <laughs> like like a, a bug tunnel, okay, yeah. and he a plays the same person every time, and he'd never be beaten. Mm. Get even I tried it, I couldn't do it, couldn't do. It. Mind you, I was no good at the game, so one of the students came up and said, "Use this code," so I did, and I just didn't fly in hippos, and I got banned. So we've talked about like the war games and we've touched on the Age of Empires, Age of Mythologies and stuff. Mm. When I have played RTSs in the past, yes, I've played them by myself, yes, but not on story mode. Just like pick a random map and me and a bunch of CPU characters, yeah, and just build up a huge but, civilization. But Command and Conquer doesn't want you to do that. Command no, it and Conquer wants you to enjoy the campaign. Yeah, um, did, did you go on like Age of Empires and lock them so they couldn't upgrade? No, um, so what I found with Age of Empires 2 is there's a specific map that um, puts you on either side of a forest, you and the CPU on either side of the forest, and there's one specific path through the forest, mm. and um, what I would do is I would put all my resources into leveling leveling up to like two or three civil like civilization levels above the one you start at and then stop at that one and then just essentially set up a murder path down this one path and <laughs> the just kill have, corridor yeah the kill corridor i didn't have any troops down there mm. i just had um, loads of guard towers mm. like one after the other like <laughs> on either side so like the path you'd have a path and a pair of them down the are path you, next the, to each other so you, are you a good... units guy or are you a fortifications guy because there's this sort of um in starcraft for example it's probably better to have units than it is to build 
base defense. Mm-hmm. But I always liked having base defense. But so, so which are you? Are, are you would would you? Well, clearly you you, you build. You're one on or the other of the mix. It's got to be the base defense. I've got to build up a big, big, big civilization, mm. and then when I want to, when I want to get around to it, I'll build up an army and go and yeah, yeah. send my swarm of bees off. But yeah, I I, I uh, like doing that. I like building up basic fortifications so that. Um, I'd have like basic fortification and have a couple of units just in case. Mm. And then, especially in Command and Conquer, because I, I played the first one to death, I'd always play as GDI, but I, I loved the Hand of Nod story game, but I play as GDI in this game. Mm. And I would build up this mass of angry bees, right, because you were yellow. And then I'd just sort of select as many as possible. Because you, you're a limit of how many selects, and I get like four or five massive swarms, mm. and I go right, go over there, and once they get to the enemy base, they just do do whatever, mm. they destroy everything, and I just set them off, and I go fly, my pretties, and then the the bees would just go across the map, and just decimate, and it'd be it'd be really funny for me. So I'm I'm less of a fortifications only or unit only guy. I'm more of a build up my angry bees guy. That's how I do it. You build up my base, all my, my units, and then go, off you pop. <laughs> Come back with the bacon, off your pop, I'll be over here. Oh, no, right, yeah, okay. there yeah. you go. Okay. <laughs> that's the way so, I do it. But so, I, you, you'd be good at um, Dungeon Defenders. Yeah, yeah. Because that that's, that's stuff, a nice yeah. comical yeah. hybrid, I'll mention yeah. that in a second. Yeah, yeah. That's a nice comical hybrid. Um Mixed with you see, you see, you see, you see that, that's what I would say is, is a hybrid one, because it's essentially... Played in third person, isn't it? Mm. But it has sort of like strategy and traditional real-time strategy elements like base building in it. Um, it's, it's more defences. But yeah, yeah, exactly. So it doesn't. It it it, it, it it's trying to. I presume it's better, closer to tower defence in many ways. It is. It um, is closer to tower defence, so, which is a form of uh, RTS. But that I I can't do RTS, but I can do tower tower defence pretty good. Mm. And I think it's just the the thought of. Um, right, you, it's just got more things to manage in yeah. an RTS. It's, it's, it's you, like you, 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 in Tower Defense, you 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 you're, you're aiming at one thing, aren't you? Mm. You know there's going to be a wave coming. Yeah. Um, in Command and Conquer, you've got like your main base, and then you've got to you, you've got to get your power production, and then you've got to build your units, and then your vehicle bay, and then your flying vehicle bay, and then your research center, and then your your, your nuclear yeah, for later on. Like like Chief said, you've got all of these hundreds of things to manage. In tower defense, you put down your defenses and you protect the thing that needs not to blow up. Mm. I like that. That needs to be the name of a game. Protect the thing that needs to not blow yeah. up. Yeah, it's streamlined. Which, and it, yeah, and it, yeah. it, it's, it's more it's which, focused which on... In, on, in, on in Dungeon it. Defenders, it's a crystal. The, the story is, in Dungeon Defenders... There's four iconic heroes, and they're they're pulled away to help wage a war that your kingdom's doing. Their respective kids are in a castle. Mm. They knock into a crystal, which activates, and a load of monsters try and invade a keep, Mm. which you're in. So all the levels are set in the keep that you're trying to protect, and the four kids are trying to protect this Mm. crystal, Mm. which moves around the keep. So you've got to go with it and protect it. Now, eventually, you'd have one crystal, you have two, and then you have three. Mm -hmm. And the kids gain more experience... And you can unlock more, more defenses, make them quicker or more powerful. Yeah, you and you you, you level up your stuff, and then you, it's like four player. You can so you've got like um, a warrior that has like ballistas and cannonballs and yeah. stuff. You have a ranger that has traps, just floor traps. Mm. You have a wizard that's got like your fireball towers, um, lightning towers and stuff, and then you have a monk that can do like auras, so lightning auras, right? So, so damage auras, buffs auras, and then you get a few extra other characters. 
and you can if you have multiple of your own characters you can flick between your characters and put different defences in mm. so when me and uh, G hashtag.com we ordered when we first played that we didn't realise until we got really far into the game that between the time you get like a set time to do your traps mm. you can flip into a different character put a trap down and yeah. flip back to another character now that trap you put down if you're not playing as that character um, had a little bit less power Mm. But it still had it nonetheless, so you could you could pick and choose between your characters. Yeah, which led our our strategies to go through the roof. We, we were just on it completely. Mm-hmm. Um, but I find it easier to say, right, there's one thing that doesn't need to blow up. That's your main task. Yeah, get on it. Instead of you need to make this and then that and then the other and then the other and power it all and then you just got crystals, built it, built up the defenses, and then if you're bored, you beat the crap out of stuff on top of the defenses. Yes, that was so. That was easier for me to wrap my head around than build this, build that, and then build the other and upgrade this, but also get that and manage. Mm-hmm. I wasn't that very good at multitasking. You know the multitask juggle. I wasn't mm-hmm. very good at it. Well, yeah, that's the that's Sim- the test of RTS. Simple. That doesn't blow up. That's mm. your objective. I can do it. I well, do. it's a different game that yeah. than that. It's no longer. This is why when we was earlier saying define. RTS. It, I'm, I'm better at defending than invading. Be, become RTS at that yeah. point. I'm, I'm better well, at defending than invading. I think. Yeah, yeah, because you've got so you've got more defending. you've got more stuff to to consider. Then you mm-hmm. you need to. Uh, I mean, w- w- with that experience, you you know that this is the one thing that's going to happen. You just need to prepare for that. Mm-hmm. But in, in an RTS, you would you don't know. That's just one of the possibilities of what's happening, and you need to turn when it's right. Everything's for you on the to... fly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it, generally, generally, it's actually not that hard because the AI will only you get used to what it can do, and generally, the, the AI is only better. It's not cleverer; it just has more advantages. Like it might have uh, ability to see exactly where you are, um, or it just has more resources. But, but and, so... and that's where you got to be uh, crafty. Yeah, like yes. like when I used to play Command and Conquer, I the one thing I knew back in the day was how to stop the enemy getting resources. Hmm. It's a very crafty way of doing it. You had your Tiberium harvesters, and you would make one extra. You would you would go on the map, so the fog of war. You'd empty the fog of war, and then you'd find their Tiberium harvester, and you'd set one of them to follow theirs. If theirs were followed and you were near it, it wouldn't pick anything up. So you'd stop them getting resources. So you could get me, you could get more resources and angry bees. That, that you, was the only you, thing I knew back then. Would would consider that cheese and um, all four of the real time strategy community would not. Well, you know what? I don't care. I was I was, very, I was very young at the time. I was playing with the this pad is why nobody bloody plays it anymore. <laughs> so so in the real time strategy community of four people, is it a council? Is it? Uh, a, well, what's the, what's the collective it's, it's a pub lunch every three months. Let's yeah, yeah, it, for yeah. the group of is it a council? Is it a board? What what is it that the four people set? Well, collective. It gets dissolved every so often, and then we re-elect it to and fight for a new leader. Yeah, fight for yeah. a new leader. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, which is quite topical at the moment, but we'll leave that. Uh, steady on, but, steady on. Uh, CNC, yeah? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So the, concurrently, we've done the Westwood phase, right? Um, 
There was also a game called Total Annihilation. Oh, yes. Talk about I him love that. that game. Which was developed by Chris Taylor. Mm. Now, this was... I say that CNC dominated the golden era, and it probably did, because it was probably the... It was easier to play. It's more mainstream. And it's it? more mainstream. Mm. And But Total Annihilation was the alternative. And what Chris Taylor did was um, he invented a... Well, not invented. Well, I suppose you could say invented. But um, he, he, he really was the, the master of um, real-time strategy, I would say. And he, I know it's just semantics, but really when we're describing real-time strategy, really what we're describing is real-time tactics. Yeah. Because um, uh, it's a military distinction, but um, your strategic is your, your, your big picture and your tactical is your, is your on-the-ground, boots-on-the-ground what's happening sort there. Sort like your player-by-player. Player. Uh, yeah, yeah. You, it, this is... Um, I'll, I'll leave this for later, but it, I'll explain this clearer in, in the next little segment. But during Command & Conquer, you have a resource uh, thing where you, you know, where there's a, a finite amount of resources. There's, there's a patch of Tiberium, you mine it, that's all the credits you've got, and then you go and build a base with it. Now, Total Annihilation changed this by having um, unlimited resources. So it had a patch of metal and it had the other resource was energy so energy you could build solar plants and it would capture energy and it would fill your energy bar up uh, but it would do it at a rate so it would say i mean 10 energy per second or something and the more power plants you built the more the rate goes quicker and then you've got a storage, so you, you, you it caps, so you can only hold 100 energy or whatever it is at the time. And the same applied to metal, but of these metal deposits weren't, uh, you, you know, they, 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 they were just, they were all over the place. We could build a solar plant anywhere. You could build uh, hydro plants as well for water. But um, So the idea was that now that you've got this infinite amount of resource, you'd just be working on, like, resource rates. So if you've got a load of metal, You've got a load of energy. You can run maybe two factories building uh, tanks or whatever. And then this other invention, which will, which was quite something, was the um, the multiple build queue. Now, what this is, before in Command and Conquer, you pressed build. You had to wait for that unit to build. And then click again to build another unit. Mm. But you, you could you could now you could click five times and say, oh, I want five of these and, and it'll build five of these, whatnot. And then you had build queues, patrols and everything. But and this led to the spiritual successor, which was Supreme Commander. And that was it it, it was basically any people like military stuff, this was it. Because it had radar, it had realistic ranges in the sense that because Command and Conquer is quite small, quite, but but um, Supreme Commander had enormous ranges, so you had cannons that could fire, well, you know, kilometres across the map. Can't and you, you had radar, <laughs> and it, you just it, it it felt real. It, you, mm. you had aircraft that acted yeah. as they would in real life. You had radar, and you had countermeasures to that, and it it was just good. Yeah. It was it, just. It, a, it felt more a like a simulation, like a real life simulation. It, it got better, and that was real time tactics, really. Mm. So, um, that that and then that died because <laughs> people <laughs> stopped playing it. But it was, you know, when people played it, it was really people still really play good. it now. I'll have you now. Yeah, they do, they do. Yeah, but no, what I mean is, no new sort of games ever released on. So, that. like sequels, that kind of thing. Y- yeah, there's no big 
I mean, the big release, what, what we've got coming this month, we've got Borderlands, haven't we? Uh, mm. I think the closest thing that's come to like a, a strategy game is probably XCOM in these, in these years that has met that level of thingy, but we just don't have that anymore. Mm. And talking about real-time strategy, I can't not talk about Total War. Oh. Yes. So I, no. would, I would argue that the Total War series, at least from, say, Rome onwards, I never played the medieval ones, but... The Total War games, I would say, are part real-time strategy and part turn-based. Yes, and this is where the division um, between strategy and and tactics comes. It's kind of like um, the next step from like Alpha Centauri type thing. Yeah, Alpha Centauri. So Sid Meier's Alpha Centauri. Yeah. There's another one that he did. Civ? Civilizations, yes. Civilizations are the same. The The grandfather of... Now, that's 4X. Yeah. I would say that's 4X, uh, which is... Yeah, you you see why the real-time strategy community are... You know, we like to... Divided, yeah, yeah. We, we like to define things. <laughs> yeah, but that's, that's <laughs> absolutely... But it, but it is. It, it belongs in that family of... Uh, even paradoxes... Um, Europa Universalis Universalis, series, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is the grand strategy, so, because we don't do the battle, you see. But um, Total War merges tactics and strategy for the first time, because you have the real-time map, uh, the real-time strategic map... Yeah. And then all the things you do on there affect what you do on the tactical map. So, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, best games ever invented. <laughs> and for all those listeners out there, all three of them, but for, <laughs> yeah, uh, but, Joe. but, 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 um, it reached its pinnacle at Medieval 2. And this was incidentally when Steam became a thing. Mm-hmm. So Empire Total War was the first one that requires Steam activation, and people started using Steam. Yeah, it's all right. But but um, but um, <laughs> so but uh, not just because of that, but um, Medieval Two was the genuine high point because beyond that point, maybe less so of Empire. Empire would probably give it a pass, but features started going, and what Creative Assembly did. Was and they'll deny this presumably, uh, but that they um, they oversimplified. Well, they'll say they just simplified game mechanics and stuff to attract a better, bigger audience. It's it's not oversimplified. They streamlined it. We'll get them on next week to uh, to comment. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Who? What? I'm not following. Well, I would say they oversimplified. They, but and obviously you said that they streamlined. Uh, that's that's probably what they'd say. The the, yeah, that's. Uh, but what I thought was that a lot of features were missing that, that were heavy in the other ones. And the, what really made the games better after that, they made them appeal to a larger audience. But, yeah, that, that's where it goes downhill when you try and appeal to more people. Yeah, and then they kind of forgot the people that actually played it, and so so now you're in a situation which now you've got Rome Total War. Um, battle arena. Pup, yeah. yeah, I know yeah. that's uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it turns from a strategy game to like a, a Fortnite club. Well, ju- <laughs> it's just not as good as it was. It, it, they've never they've, they've, the graphics and that have got better, mm. and the map, you know, it looks lovely. Yes, it looks great, but the the mechanics of it have have, have, have definitely got worse. What one click kills all type thing. Well, it's just a. There's nothing about it. I mean, it's difficult. I mean, it is obviously a little, you know, what's this guy talking about if he can't give a definite answer? I can't just say, oh, it's just feeling. It's but one of those, you it, have to play him to know. Or once you play him, you know. What, what if 
you've played Medieval Two and you've and you've there's all the features like the family tree, the politics of it, and just the way that the regions are done. I mean, before um, originally in the first Medieval, the, there were certain units you could only recruit in certain regions. Sort of historical accuracy in that, and um, they started taking stuff like that out, and then they re-added it back in. So they know they're not. They know they sort of alienating their sort of like historical fan base, but then they really want to sell to more people as well. It's like the Warhammer thing because they made Warhammer Total War, mm. and for me that's not a problem. You know, it's, I just won't buy it. But we don't talk about them. We don't yet. talk about it. It's, just, <laughs> it's overly dramatic. Whereas I want the the the, the history experience, which was what was what was originally in it for. I don't mind those games. It's just like that's for that's for them, not. And I'll play my one. <laughs> so, so, and then they released um, uh, Free Kingdoms recently, which wasn't again. It looks really nice, but it, it the substance of it just once you dig into it, it's a bit pants. It's a bit, <laughs> it's a bit pants, and people have to. Re- I mean, Rome Two famously re- released with a mountain of bugs. It's playable now, but it's only really playable because of the mob community. That have modded it to be less. <laughs> it's just um. Sorry about that. It yeah. So cheers, Creative Assembly. For yeah. that. But but no, that's still generally generally like that stuff. But it the 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 best of it's gone really. That's okay. it. That's the the sadness of <laughs> so, of all those room total war people. I mean, okay. there was a mod which you'll love. Europa Barbarorum. Yeah, I remember, yeah. Asked to fix. How can you get this to work? No. <laughs> <laughs> but that was good. But that made it more realistic. Well, but it was it was quite hardcore in that you had to... It, it was intended for people who, who have played the game a lot. If you, if you came to it now, you know. But the, peop- the people who play... Total War now, who don't know about old Total, pre-Steam Total War, they'd be like, oh, this is a bit complicated. But then you think, this is the game. Mm. If you want it to play, because it kind of plays itself. And then you think, well, well, what's the point? And then, it's, it's more like a movie, you just click play. It, it, yeah, it looks nice. It, it just isn't. There, there isn't. It doesn't ask anything of you anymore. Yeah. It doesn't challenge you. Whether the tactics you have come up with, it's like a, one unit's clearly better than the other. Like you get your highest tier units, and then why would you build the lower tier units? But that's not really how an army really functions in real life. You have a whole ton of regular units because it's easier to upkeep, and you have a few elite units. So you, you see how it wouldn't make sense, and then yeah. and why CA are wrong about this? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Shots fired. Shots fired. Uh, so yeah. we'll have to get them to come in. That's that's what. Right. <laughs> yes, do. Co- I mean, there will be there will be the opposite view. You know that uh, that Creative Assembly are brilliant and they've done a better job because, but that's primarily because they haven't played the pre the pre team. So, so I, I would say the yeah. kind of RTS games that you like is where you've got like one force and you build up your resources and stuff, and then uh, yeah. and then you you invade or whatever. News just in. We've got a news report from the Mushroom Kingdom News Network again. It says that Mr. Mario Mario, aka Super Mario, his moustache has been seized as evidence. So more on this story as it continues. 
So games, so kind of like games that are similar to, which I I call more strategy games for things like Commandos. Yeah, kind of thing where you play yeah. as one elite unit that's got to go through a mountain of challenges to complete a level. So that you wouldn't class that as real time strategy. No, yeah, that's just strategy. That. Just strategy. No, no, that yeah. would be real time tactics. Yeah, technically speaking, that right. is the correct term. But um, as Chris, thank you, Chris Taylor. Um, so, but, um, so s- smaller skirmishes as opposed to massive all-out wars. Well, I like I like the st- I like the grand strategy element of it. You know, where you plan because you run your own country essentially. Then you, you're running your economy at you. You decide where you're going to build stuff and where you position your army, and then you and then you do your little tactical battle. So I like that. I mean, that is a lot of fun. But um, the tactical battles are fun as well. But they, 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 you, you're able to to just... Um, I forgot what I was going to say now. <laughs> I've lost in the train of my thought. Well, what was the question again? <laughs> I've forgotten the question. <laughs> about, we were talking about uh, commandos and on. it being sort of like real-time tactics. Right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because um, that's the one where you had different... A few agents, didn't you? And then you clicked on, and you you had a commando, you had like mm. a spy and stuff. Yeah, I th- I think that's um, it's still real time. Just just more sort of the um, tactics instead of yeah strategic. It, it's more it's not command and conquer, is it? It's not command and conquer, is it? Well, it's commandos. No, <laughs> commando and conqueror. Commando <laughs> conqueror. Yeah, I'm gonna class it something else. Like, um... Whenever, yeah, I think RTS still for me is just anything that's like Command and Conquer. So, basically. so does RTS have to have some kind of conflict in it for you want to play it? So, like, uh, what about mm. games like, and Scridge is going to hear that I bring it up, okay. Factorio. Oh! Which has that sort of grand Factor- strategy, tactic y type feel to it, but it like, isn't an. I would army. never have thought of that in that role, mm. but Factorio. Is an amazing game because it because <laughs> it asks you, do I want to pick up this core myself? No, I don't. Yeah, I will have this machine to do it. But how can I make a sensible system that will do this automatically? Mm-hmm. And obviously, you want to automate as much as possible. But what happens is you build your first bit and you realise you haven't left enough space. So you, your whole your whole system becomes. Well, you have to dig it back up again and rebuild it. But it is an amazing game. I, I wouldn't consider that a real-time strategy, I don't no, think. No, Factorio's class is Factorio, I think. There's <laughs> no other way to describe it, really. Yeah. Uh, what would you class it? Because it, it, it obviously does have tactics and strategy in it. It's, it's, it's more... It's, I, I think it's more leaning towards that after you create so much of your factory and you cause that much pollution that the, the planet you're on, the, lo- the local population... The bugs start Yeah, when they start attacking you, then it becomes a strategy game, I think. Yeah. In, I like in, in a classical little sense, because otherwise you're just... You're building your factory and just building your resources. There's no conflict there. It's when... It's when the, the like, a pollution clouds go towards, like, where the, the natives are, the native of that planet, whatever it is. Mm. When they start attacking you, that's when the real... I think that's when it really starts, to be honest. But up until that point, it's Factorio. It's not an RTS. I think the chief challenge of Factorio, Factorio, sorry, is a logistical challenge. Mm. You're trying to get one thing from one site to another to make something else. Hmm. Whether it's with Command and Conquer, I don't think you are trying to do that. 
you're, you're moving units about and trying to find the right combination of units to beat another. Yeah. Uh, like, like maybe in Total War, your archers will beat your cavalry spearmen, or your spearmen will beat your cavalry, mm. generally speaking. Yeah, so you, you're trying to use unit compositions there to, to sort of tactically win a battle. So and there's a conflict bit in it, and and I see what you're saying about Factorio now because there is conflict in that. Only but, if you push it towards a conflict. Yeah, but but if you expand your base, because because in Factorio you get the pollution, don't you? And then obviously mm. you've got you've got a problem because the bugs will come and get you, and then you need to you need well you need to then decide what your tactics going to be. Yeah. Are you going to build some turrets? So it's sort so of it's a two prong game. You build your base, and then the tactics happen. Yeah, I think then so. then you've got to sort of go right. I got to defend this. Now. Oh, you can have such a low yielding base that yeah. you don't you don't bother them if, but, if you do it right you make that you're going to make pollution but you make that little that they don't come for you mm. and you can yeah. just continue yeah. the endless supply of whatever the hell it is in fact I feel it's I feel Top Factoria is a little bit like programming obviously with my vast experience you, you, in programming now, myself now you say that but, um, I've watched I've watched a video of a guy who's a computer programmer I don't know if it's to your level or what you do because it's all different languages isn't they mm-hmm. and he compares I watched it and it was like 40 minutes I don't have a clue what he was talking about mm. but the way he went about it he said right this is this is how you compare it to writing a simple program Aye. So you make this, and then if this doesn't work, yeah. this is the equivalent of getting the you 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 go into the wrong part of the database. So we change that, mm. and then he builds this this whole thing of how to get coal and how to automate. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Then he goes, but this part's wrong. Mm. Whereas you'd normally think you go back to all the the previous parts and change it. Yeah, you don't. You put a different command in, which changes this machine to either put in a different position. Or a different machine, or you'd tell it to do something different, and it make still make it work. Yeah, but you're still aware of every step of the the way of what you've done. Yeah, yeah. And, and he compares the video to, um, I think it's Visual Basic, the the command line for that, the the mm. how he's doing stuff, the command lines and the tabs and the like, especially the grammar you use because you've got to get that right for it to work. The mm. brackets and enclosing and stuff. So he shows you how we would do it, and it was really interesting to watch. I didn't have a clue what he was making. But I think it was just more of like, this is how you would program something. It wasn't anything in particular, but this is how you'd lay it out. Because I've, I've seen you in some of your, um, your, your streams. Mm-hmm. You do it, and I've, it, it kind of makes sense, but not. Because uh, so, <laughs> I ain't got any background in it. But the way he goes about it, the way I saw it, it was like really simple. It's, it's sort of, it was either, if you've played Factorio, mm. programming's kind of similar. Yeah. Or if or if you're a programmer, this is how you go about it in mm. Factorio so you could do it. Yeah. It's it's sort of like a an introduction to one or the other using yeah. that style and it was like split screen as he was doing it. Yeah, yeah. So I would say that Factorio is kind of like visual programming. Hmm. In that um so when I was first learning to program back at uh college, so for international listeners, this is sixteen to eighteen years old. When I was first learning to program at college, we had the analogy of Lego. Learn how to make the small cool. bits. And once you've made the small bits, take a step back and view them as Lego pieces and just literally slot them together to make bigger bits. And that's essentially what programming is. You make the small piece of stuff, you take a huge problem and break it down into tiny pieces mm-hmm. and you put literally stack those pieces together to get to the bigger problem. To so it's manageable. Problem. It's not overwhelming. And yeah, and all you're doing with Factorio is you're going, like you, say, mm-hmm. like you said earlier, I could mine that all myself. Or I can build a robot to do it for me. So I built yeah. the robot. 
But the new robot, robot needs feeding, yeah. so you 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 want so the I mean the the uh, you you must have steam power mm-hmm. because anything beyond you should attempt to do anything without steam power. You would have to chop the wood, then you manually take the wood to the to the to the mining drill to to, to make it burn. So so. To stop that, you, you must be able to produce electricity, which then then will cut that out, and then basically you're just producing. And once you produce your iron or whatever you want, then you need to ship it into, um, which is conveyor belts. Use conveyor belts to build what you want from it, and then yeah. there 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 is the next problem. So mm. no, the fact with Factorio, you will definitely have a. Uh, another problem to solve, and it is genuinely fun. It, it's it's and it the, it's the not sense frustrating. of <laughs> the sense of achievement you get from doing mm. it is is like I mean it's it's much better than press X to live, um, <laughs> or like press X not to die, X to beat up the boss. You, you know, I jerk, but you know, a, a lot of game mechanics these days are, are just they're a little too easy, handheldy, and it was just like um. I mean, well, not for def- you. You stick everything on hard. You've got to, apart from Witcher Three, which is really difficult. It's just that one fight. But so, and, no, sorry. So I, I would argue that if you are good at Factorio, then yeah, you you have sort of the the cognitive program, the cognitive abilities, that that requirement to break a problem down into smaller chunks. That you would be really good at programming. So um, that thought process and yeah. the temperament of and, it. And needed, to, yeah. to, to see whether you are, I would say if you're good at Factorio, give a game called Human Resource Machine a try. So Human yes, Resource I've Machine played that. takes oh. this one step further. So it goes, so Factorio is all about build the thing to build the bigger thing to build the next big thing, which is literally how programming works. Mm. You build a small program that you use that you then write another program which uses that first program yep. to make your second program bigger and better. Sure. So mm-hmm. if you think of like operating systems, right? Mm-hmm. Um, to boot a computer, right? Mm-hmm. When you f- first switch it on, BIOS fires, which uh, is a basic input output uh, system, which checks that everything's plugged in and that you've got some RAM and stuff. And then that searches through the disks for something called a bootloader. A bootloader is a tiny piece of software that then is used to look for other pieces of software to build. And it literally, the phrase we use is bootstrap, as in pull yourself up by your own bootstraps. So you, you're firing slightly bigger programs all the way up the chain yeah. until you get to something that is the size of an operating system. Mm-hmm. And the way that we did that was you start by writing a small program that looks for something that's a slightly bigger program to run. Yeah. And that's literally all you're doing with Factorio is you make a small thing like chop the wood and then you make a thing that brings the wood to the other thing. Mm-hmm. And then once you've done that, you take a step back and you do what's called refactoring. So in, in computer programming and development, we call it refactoring. You solve the problem, then you take a step back and go, right, so this is my solution and this is the inputs that I had and this is the thing I needed to do. Is there a slightly more elegant way? Is there a faster way? Is there a smaller way to do this? So then you look at your solution, your track on Factorio and go, right, if I move this or if I change that, it will be a little bit better and it'll run a little bit faster. And I'll argue that that's kind of all you're doing in in Factorio once you get to a certain point. You're refactoring and making it smaller, tighter, faster, making more secure, putting up turrets and stuff like that. Mm, Whereas Human Resource Machine takes all of that one step further and literally teaches you how to write software. Like maybe that, maybe that's, that's a really. Game, is yeah. this is Steam, presumably? 
It's on Steam, yeah. You can get. I think. I think you can buy it directly from the folks who made it. There was a humble bundle with it in as well. That was a while um, ago, though. But yeah, that was a very long time ago. But yeah, you, it literally the whole point of Human Resource Machine is to take the ideas of Factorio and teach you how to program using well, that sort of visual teaching. Yeah, yeah. And I would recommend that you give it a go. It's not an RTS, but it's no. it's more of a puzzle solver. Yeah. But yeah, yeah I would definitely recommend you give that Guess a try. Can you understand why that's not an RTS now? Oh, definitely. But yeah, so it's not just me and the other four guys being difficult. <laughs> no, that's absolutely fine. Yeah. 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 But yeah, they, they, so one of the things that I do is I hang out with the the folks who make the Coding Blocks mm. podcast and a bunch of their other fans, mm. including myself, on a Slack group, and we're almost constantly talking about Factorio because it is such an amazing game to sort of practice your skills yeah. because it's that visual metaphor for programming. So if you are interested in getting your head around the, the problem-solving aspect, not the actual... So you said earlier on, Squidge, you said grammar when you were talking about the... Uh, well, you got, you got to get the, the technical yeah, yeah. right angle. So what yeah. we, call that, we call that syntax, hmm. which is another word for grammar, but it's the actual mm. word yep, we yep, use yep. in programming. So rather than focusing on the language and the grammar of, of programming, if you can get your head around Factorio, then I guarantee you will be able to get your head around a programming language, whatever mm. programming language that is, because mm. what you're doing is you're taking that massive problem of, I need to get off this planet, and breaking it down into the tiniest bits, but first I need to chop down the tree. Then I need to build a steam engine. Then I need to yep. build a robot. And then I need to build some factory lines. And then mm. I need to this. And then I need to that. And sort of slowly building it up. And that is literally how we make computer software. Mm. We don't start with, oh crap, I've got to make an operating system. We start with, I've got to make a bootloader. How do you load it first? Make, yeah, and then exactly. what do you load next? And exactly, how do you load right? that yeah. after the first bit? Yeah, exactly. Right. So, yeah. um, let's say that somebody contracts me to make a, to do some web development for them, to build a website for them so that they can sell some stuff. They want an e-commerce website. We start with, okay, I'll get you a website put together that just serves some HTML, which is the stuff that is used to represent the, the web page. Um, and then we'll go from there. So we've solved the problem of getting a website up and running. Now what do we need? We need some products. Okay, so now we add something in that displays the products. Okay, now what? Now you want to take payments. Okay, so now we add something in that takes payments. Now you want to be able to track uh, an order. Now we add something to track the order. Do you see what I mean? We don't go splat, here's an e-commerce site. We go, there's a website, there's some products, there's... Yeah. ordering and there's tracking and there's well, it's just sensible isn't it yeah it's, it's like breaking that problem down yeah, into small uh, pieces it's just, just a normal plan yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah i would i would argue that if you're good at factory you could you could potentially what was the name of that game again that uh, sounds like human, a plug that doesn't it <laughs> yeah, human resource machine ah on yeah. steam now yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> check the show notes i'll put a link to yeah. it. <laughs> like and subscribe <laughs> but yes so any other um, real time? I, I think I, I've gone through. Honorable mention. My, I mean, there were some honorable mentions about 4X games, but um, I, I think I, I've gone through the the, the 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 general feel of the history of it, okay. and um, there's some nice ones that we've missed uh, that don't break the mill. But one may slightly break the mill. We had 3D space with it. I don't know if you guys ever played a game called Homeworld. Yes, uh, and that was. No, I haven't. Known. It, what was exceptional about it was the turn it took. It, it was quite serious. It took itself quite seriously. And this is another thing. Uh, some games just don't take themselves seriously anymore. And that's all right. But I do enjoy my games that I prefer to take itself seriously. So, like, um, doesn't, everything doesn't have to be like that. But th- there's, a, there's a real absence of things that take themselves seriously properly. 
I, I think yeah. definitely in the RTS anyway. Well, given that there's none, but anyway, the the, the, the they had some the real good bit about it was it had some really good combat chatter, uh, and that seems not that that doesn't seem important, but it really adds the mood of the game. Imagine, yeah, it real the the combat and deserts of Karak, which was its um, prequel. Uh, it was basically it's basically Dune because it's on a sandy planet. Okay. Uh, but that was really good, and the, the com chatter on it—it's just go play it. It's good. It's, okay. It really gives a good immersion in it. it it's it's probably it's probably one of the best games of. of I'd its argue type. it'd probably be like if you were playing Uncharted and you didn't have the banter between the characters. Yeah, that it that's right. Add yeah, to the actual game itself, mm. it adds to the experience, the immersion, the yeah. universe. That's right. It's yeah, because uh, yeah, you need yeah. And it just makes it just makes it a lot of fun to play. Mm. And then you know, there's nothing quite like having a lot of ships and you know, big big capital ships for okay. people who like the expanse. They'll like that. Um, and um, and obviously, there's a Battlestar Galactica mod. Of course, you know <laughs> the best television series. Ever. Bah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's not get into that. Let's not get... But, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. We are all there for doing that. That's it. Well, that, I think uh, there was Company Heroes as well. Yes. Which is quite good. Uh, and that took the Dawn of War to, yeah. 40k thing where it uh, capture resource points and stuff. But mm. that was good. That was mm. good. And then nothing. Nothing. Yeah. We have nah, nothing now. We have to go back. If you want to play a good strategy game, let's go back to Medieval 2. Yes. Uh, so. And the thing is, a lot of these, again, this is going to sound like a plug, but it isn't, but a lot of these are for older versions of operating systems. Yeah. And yeah. No, just, right. just to point out for people who don't have the disc versions, um, some, not all of these, but some of these games will be on providers like uh, GOG, good old games. Mm-hmm. Um, for older games that you can install and run straight from the disc, when you get it from them, they've got patches. That'll make it run on like Windows 8, 7, mm. 10, whatever format you've got. Yeah. It'll be there so you just you get the game, you buy it, you double click it and it starts working. You don't you don't have to jump through God knows how many hoops. So one of the things the on the back ones. of that that I'll mention is that I recently looked into the Command and Conquer series because I was like, I want to play old, yeah. old school C and C, right? I had the decade pack. Well, Should you know, back when it was a disc. Sorry, sorry, yeah. Okay, okay. no, that's fine. Uh, so what I was going to say was um, the original Commander Conquer and Red Alert and a bunch of the first few um, are classed as abandonware, which essentially means that oh, EA hey. don't really care about them anymore. Yeah. Um, ah. Because of that, there's a huge community has sprung up all, uh, all about getting them running on modern, modern operating systems. Wow. So I forget the URL. I'll put it in the show notes, but you can go to this website. There's a bunch of... Um, part-time programmers, part-time designers and stuff yeah, yeah. that um, are essentially they've rebuilt parts of the Command & Conquer code base somehow. Right. They've built patches for it to make it run on the modern operating systems. And then there's, I think it's called I think it's called Red Alert or something like that. There's an open source oh, version of I've the game Oh, I've seen people engine. do that actually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and it's on like a, the, 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 the map zoomed out more. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's a, a larger pixel. Yeah, pixel. So, yeah, yeah. It's just like because, yeah, it's just sort of zoomed out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you get more stuff on screen sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. But the great thing about that one, which I think I think it's called Red Alert, I'm not sure, I'll have to look it up, um, is that is a free to use 
engine. It's a rewrite of the engine based mm. on how the resources for the game works or the resources on the disc. And the way that you get that is if you have a copy of the game yeah, and you can't get it booting, you run this engine, point it at where you've got the game installed, and, it'll do it all and it runs the game as if it was... Because it's just rebuilt from the ground it's up. It's kind of like oh. an RTS engine. You just yeah. put packs on and it runs it. Yeah, yeah. Well, let me let me look it up whilst you guys have a chat between yourselves and we'll... Uh, so it's called OpenRA, and I'll put a link to it in the show notes. It's literally, um, it's the uh, Red Alert engine. So that's the engine that was used open for the first um, uh, Command & Conquer games. But it's an open source one. It has all of the stuff from all the different Command & Conquer engines in there. So it has like expansions that were only included in Command & Conquer 64 and things that were only on the Sig wow. Saturn game and stuff like that. So it has support for all of these things. Yeah. So it's well cool. Definitely worth checking out. If you have a copy of the game laying around, yeah. you can install the engine, then point it at where those files are and it will just run the game. Yeah. And they're worth playing. Well. Well, the... Yeah. the, the I, th- I think it's... Yeah, it's still worth playing. They are worth playing. If, if you like some insane story, play the Red Alert games. Because yeah. they've got the more out there storylines, which I love. They're just yeah. bonkers. Absolutely yeah. bonkers. Send, send your main antagonist back so he gets eaten by a T-Rex. I'm full on for They had some quite good stars on there, you know. I remember, um, what's her face was on it, you know. <laughs> um, Do you mean the woman that was in, um, Species? Natalie. Oh, she was in, uh, she was in uh, Command uh, Conquer. Yeah, she was in Command Conquer 3. She was uh, part of the Allies, wasn't she? The, no, I, no, no, I, no. Uh, I remember the in in I would uh, talk about Red Alert in Red Alert three the woman who was your they gave you the objectives for the when you played as the 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 bad guys Soviets whoever it was she was in UFC at the time so she was an actual like uh, full on proper competitive like? fighter yeah. the allies I can't remember it, it's all sort of like actors and. I was going to say models, but it's actors, and they used. Um, I think Jonathan Price was in uh, Red Alert Three. If Red Alert Three, you had. Um, let me think. You had uh, Tim Curry. Yeah. He was in it. Yeah. You had the guy who always plays the token Russian dude in any in any um, TV show. Yeah. He was in. Uh, he was one of the guys in Bad Boys Two, and you've got like you've always got. But once sort of realised that the the FMVs could have actors in it, they put. They've got like iconic actors. Yeah. Yeah. I seem to remember Tim Curry's char- character, who's um, a general. He goes back in time to see yes. Albert Einstein and kills him, and steals all the research so the Russians can oh, use really? it. That's the, that's the beginning story of it. He kills oh. Albert Einstein and goes forward in time after claiming it's his own and he's, he's a ruler of everything. Smashing, yeah. smashing. Outro music is Behind the Lines by Ian Sutherland. Outro music is I Need You, Watashi no Sabate by GH. Palette cleansing music is Breathe Deep, Breathe Clear by Siobhan Decay. See the show notes for more details. Alright! Coolio, leo, 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 leo.